This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It is 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. It's time now for Popit Popit Parliament where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. Let's start with a question by Penampang MP, Dato Ignatius Darrell Laking. Uh, he wanted to know how the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership or the RCEP had impacted the country's trade since the agreement came into force in March 2021. So according to Senior Minister of International Trade and Industry, Dato Sri Mohammad Azmin Ali, it's too soon to say what the full benefits are, but he did share that the country's trade rose to 21.5 billion ringgit in June 2022, which is the highest since the RCEP kicked in. Memandangkan Malaysia hanya menguatkuasakan perjanjian RCEP pada bulan Mac yang lalu, buat masa ini adalah masih terlalu awal untuk menilai kesan RCEP ke atas perdagangan negara. Namun demikian, menurut satu kajian yang dikeluarkan oleh United Nations Conference on Trade and Development atau UNCTAD dengan izin yang telah diterbitkan pada 15 Disember 2021, Bertajuk A New Center of Gravity, the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership and Its Trade Effects, Malaysia dijangka menerima manfaat terbesar di kalangan negara-negara ASEAN dari segi ekspor dengan unjuran nilai peningkatan ekspor sebanyak 200 juta dolar Amerika melalui penghapusan serta pengurangan tarif bagi barangan dagangan serta penambahbaikan kemudahan ekspor dan import barangan di kalangan negara-negara RCEP. Prestasi perdagangan luar Malaysia sehingga pertengahan tahun 2022 terus mengekalkan prestasi yang memberangsangkan. Pada bulan April, perdagangan negara mencatatkan 231.44 bilion ringgit dengan ekspor berjumlah 127.49 bilion ringgit. Prestasi perdagangan terus meningkat pada bulan Mei dengan nilai 228.37 bilion ringgit di mana ekspor mencatatkan 120.49 bilion ringgit. Manakala pada bulan Jun 2022, negara telah merekodkan nilai tertinggi bagi perdagangan ekspor dan import pada tahun ini di mana perdagangan meningkat 43.4% kepada 270.39 bilion ringgit berbanding tempoh yang sama pada tahun lepas. Daryl followed up with a question on Malaysia's current standing as a trade partner with China and whether there's pro-COVID policy will have negative repercussions on trade. Here's the senior minister again. Uh, saya bersetuju tentang situasi di negara China pada hari ini di mana kalau kita melihat banyak laporan dan kajian yang telah pun diterbitkan akan berlaku kesederhanaan ataupun kelembapan akibat dasar sifar COVID yang diamalkan oleh negara China. Sudah tentulah pergerakan dan penutupan sempadan itu memberikan kesan kepada facilitation of trade and investment di antara negara China dengan negara-negara anggota RCEP. Namun seperti yang saya sebutkan tadi, kalau kita melihat Uh, trade performance bagi negara kita pada bulan Jun ini ianya berlaku peningkatan sebanyak 43.4% kepada 270.39 bilion ringgit dan perdagangan dengan negara China yang juga merupakan negara anggota RCEP 
telah mencatatkan pertumbuhan dua digit bagi 19 bulan berturut-turut. Jadi sementara dunia hari ini menghadapi kekangan dan juga cabaran yang besar, Malaysia akan terus menjalin hubungan kerjasama diplomatik dan juga perdagangan dan pelaburan dengan negara China dan juga negara-negara anggota ARCEP. So continuing on the topic of international trade, Bolfet MP Datuk Sri Aziza Muhammad Dun asked whether there's enough suitable high-skilled labour to meet the demands of increasing international trade and foreign direct investment and how closely International Trade and Education Ministry were working together to address this. So Azmin reiterated the need to transition away from foreign labour and to prepare local workers for key industries that the ministry is aiming to develop. Saya mengambil pendekatan supaya pelaburan-pelaburan yang masuk ke dalam negara pada hari ini bukan lagi bersifat labor intensive kerana negara kita harus mengurangkan kebergantungan kepada tenaga pekerja asing. Dan saya percaya bakat-bakat tempatan mempunyai potensi dan juga capabilities untuk memenuhi permintaan industri pada hari ini. Sebab itu, kalau yang berhormat Buford dapat meneliti NIA yang telah pun kita luluskan ianya memberikan fokus kepada lima sektor baru iaitu ENE, Pharmaceutical, Ekonomi Digital, Kimia dan juga Aeroangkasa kerana kita percaya pelaburan-pelaburan ini akan dapat mencipta pekerjaan-pekerjaan yang berkualiti dan berkemahiran sebab itu dalam pertemuan saya dan juga misi pelaburan dan perdagangan yang dianjurkan oleh MITI, MAIDA dan MATRID kita sering di, uh, dilontarkan persoalan apakah Malaysia sudah bersedia untuk menerima pelaburan yang berkualiti ini dengan syarat-syarat tenaga kerja yang berkemahiran dan juga mempunyai bakat-bakat yang diperlukan oleh industri maka hari ini kita telah menjalankan banyak program-program bersama pihak universiti untuk memastikan tenaga pekerja tempatan dan mempunyai bakat-bakat tertentu bagi memenuhi industri yang berkualiti dan berteknologi tinggi ini. Terima kasih yang bermakbuk. That was Datuk Sri Muhammad Azmin Ali, the Senior Minister of International Trade and Industry. Now, just to briefly recap, the Minister mentioned five sectors that they are focusing on as part of their national investment aspiration plans, including pharmaceuticals, the digital economy and aeronautics. Uh, let us know, are there sectors or industries that you want Malaysia to develop and be renowned for, uh, for us to be the gold standard in that? Um, you can call us, 7733-2900, WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Moving on to a question about GoKL buses, Lembah Pantai MP Fami Fatsil wanted to know if there are plans to increase the frequency of this free bus service as a way to promote the use of public transport. Here's Deputy Federal Territories Minister Datuk Sri Jalaluddin Alias giving a breakdown of how many buses and routes are currently in operation along with some information on new electric buses that are expected to roll out next year. Perkhidmatan bus uh, percuma GoKL ini telah pun beroperasi di 11 laluan di sekitar Kuala Lumpur iaitu 4 laluan uh, last mile dan 7 laluan first mile kekerapan bas adalah 5 minit sehingga 8 minit di waktu puncak dan 15 minit sehingga 30 minit uh, di luar waktu puncak dengan melibatkan 60 buah bas yang beroperasi yakni 33 unit bas uh, electric vehicle dan 27 bas uh, 
unit diesel. Penggunaan bas EV dijangka dapat beroperasi sepenuhnya menjelang awal tahun 2023. Petunjuk prestasi uh, utama ataupun KPI Kementerian Wilayah Persetuan telah menetapkan bahawa dua laluan baru perlu diwujudkan dan akan diwujudkan pada setiap tahun dan dijangka akan mula dilaksanakan pada awal Januari tahun 2023. Dengan bertambahnya dua laluan baru ini, dijangkakan penambahan sebanyak 10 lagi buah bas GoKL diperlukan dan akan menjadikan jumlah bas yang beroperasi sebanyak 70 buah bas untuk tahun 2023. Dan juga untuk makluman ahli yang berhormat, jumlah penumpang yang menggunakan perkhidmatan bas percuma GoKL adalah seramai 3.1 juta orang dari bulan Januari 2022 sehinggalah Mei 2022 berbanding dengan pada tahun 2019 seramai hampir 19 juta orang yang menggunakan perkhidmatan ini. Fami then asked whether more special designated bus lanes would help and whether the ministry would consider installing a tram system which is said to be more cost-effective than buses. The deputy minister didn't quite address these two suggestions at first but did inform MPs that in July they had given over 700 DBKL staff members free My50 unlimited travel passes to encourage public transport use. Uh, bahiran yang dikenakan kepada pengautan awam ni termasuk rapid KL bawah prasarana dan sebagainya agak murah. Kita ada program My50, RM50 unlimited ride. Apa yang kita lakukan oleh pihak kementerian melalui DBKL yang berhormat ialah kita dah bagi kepada 716 orang bulan Julai je ya, 716 staff di BKL My50 secara percuma untuk menggalakkan mereka menggunakan uh, perkhidmatan awam ni rather than menggunakan uh, kenderaan persendirian. Ini yang dilakukan oleh DBKL dan saya harap supaya perkara ini juga menjadi uh, ikutan kepada agensi dan juga uh, uh, jabatan yang lain. Soalan saya pasal nah, tram tadi, masih. tram. Tram, tram. Tram, adakah kementerian akan mempertimbang? Ya, itu di dalam perancangan kita. Macam mana kita nak upgrade ataupun kita nak tambah tram kita sepanjang laluan yang telah kita sediakan. Cumanya sekarang ni yang berhormat, macam laluan lorong bas ni, saya perlu tambah sikit ya. Laluan lorong bas ni yang berhormat, kadang-kadang uh, disalahguna. Saya sudah membuat beberapa kenyataan, disalahguna oleh pengguna yang bukan bas. Laluan bas ini cuma untuk lorong bas, teksi pun tak boleh guna sepatutnya. Apatah lagi kalau mereka meletakkan kenderaan di laluan ini. Jadi maka dengan itu pihak DBKL akan lebih uh, aktif dan lebih serius lagi dalam uh, menjalankan penguatkuasaan supaya lorong ini tidak diganggu-gugat oleh kenderaan lain untuk membolehkan uh, public confidence sekilas dengan izin Datuk Indah Putu bila guna bas tak adalah lewat ke tempat kerja macam itulah terima kasih that was Deputy Federal Territories Minister Datuk Sri Jalaluddin alias and since he didn't answer the question I'm going to put it to everyone else um, <laughs> would you like to see a tram system in our city centre is a tram 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 something that you would welcome I feel the need to just relive that moment because I think um, I, I had an out-of-body experience hearing that. Um, but yeah, would you like to see a tram system in our city centre? And also, what did you make of the FT ministry giving DBKL free travel passes? You can call 7733-2900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
Finally, we have Prime Minister Datuk Sri Ismail Sabri Yaakob, uh, who took to the floor after the Q&A session for a second reading of the anti-party hopping bill. Uh, some highlights include the stipulation that members who leave their party to join a different party, even if it's within the same coalition, would have to give up their seat. The same applies if they choose to become independents. Ahli Dewan Rakyat yang keluar dari parti politik dalam satu parti gabungan dan menyertai parti politik yang lain dalam gabungan yang sama atau berbeza adalah terhenti menjadi ahli Dewan Rakyat. Selain daripada itu, mana-mana ahli Dewan Rakyat yang bertukar parti politik atau mana-mana ahli Dewan Rakyat yang meninggalkan parti politik yang beliau menjadi calon semasa pelan raya untuk menjadi ahli Dewan Rakyat bebas akan terhenti menjadi ahli Dewan Rakyat dan perlu mengosongkan kerusi. There are, however, a few situations in which MPs can retain their seat. One is if the party they're part of is dissolved or deregistered. Uh, the second is if they're appointed as Dewan Rakyat Speaker. And third, if they're sacked as a member of their political party. Pengecualian terhadap larangan ahli Dewan Rakyat bertukar parti sebagaimana berikut. Ahli Dewan Rakyat tidak terhenti menjadi ahli Dewan Rakyat sekiranya parti politiknya terbubal, terbubar atau dibatalkan pendaftarannya. Yang kedua, pelepasan keanggotaan ahli Dewan Rakyat daripada parti politik apabila dipilih menjadi yang dipertua Dewan Rakyat tidak menyebabkan beliau terhenti menjadi ahli Dewan Rakyat dan seterusnya pemecatan ahli Dewan Rakyat dari keanggotaan dalam parti politik dikecualikan dan Dewan Rakyat ahli Dewan Rakyat terhenti menjadi ahli Dewan Rakyat that was Prime Minister Datuk Sri Ismail Sabri Yaakob. So let us know if you have thoughts on the conditions that have been set out in the anti-hopping bill. Do you reckon that this will be enough to discourage politicians from switching alliances? If you'd like to weigh in on that, or for that matter, about the specific industries that you'd like to see Malaysia develop or champion, or trams in the city centre, is this something you'd like to see? You can call 7733-2900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, it is 5.55. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. On Popit Popit Parliament today, a number of different points came up, um, including... Basically, the anti-hopping bill, what do you make of the conditions set out so far? Um, is it going to be enough to discourage party hopping, basically? Um, would you like to see trams in KL City Centre? And are there specific industries that you'd like to see Malaysia develop? So, of course, um, you can weigh in by calling 7733-2900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, let's start with uh, industries that could be developed and Sharon. Sharon says, Please improve education and healthcare. Insurance is getting more expensive. Transport is also an issue. Every time I drive past University Hospital, I always see old people crossing from the EPF building to UH. It's so dangerous, especially during the rain. What a pity. Why is there no LRT station? And I would add to that, even if there is an LRT station, why are there no safe uh, pedestrian walkways, overhead bridges, uh, accessible overhead bridges with elevators? So many issues that need to be worked on. 
I've seen this as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is also heartbreaking every single time. It's not only old people. I think it's people who are visibly unwell uh, or injured. You know, th- there's a lot of reasons why somebody might be heading to the hospital, right? And um, yeah, I-, I agree. Meanwhile, uh, Victor says, I would like to see more cryptocurrency in Malaysia. We're far behind. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a perhaps a bit of a controversial opinion because there are also others who say that it is something we should be a little bit um, circumspect, not discouraging, but perhaps to move slowly with enough information. You know, um, I wanted to return to that point about trams um, because this wasn't something that we discussed earlier. Would you like to see a tram in KL? So. I have a two-part answer to this. Um, purely from a whimsy point of view, I love cities with trams. Um, and, and Are you thinking of San Francisco, though? I was thinking of Melbourne, more specifically. Mm. But but yes, I mean, those kinds of cities, right? And I think KL actually is uniquely positioned quite well to accommodate a tram system. However, my concern, and that's the more realistic part, I'm not sure whether post-engineering trams for a city like KL, which is already quite sprawling, quite dense, will necessarily work. Yeah, so my hesitation is also whether or not, um, because with both Melbourne and uh, San Francisco, you see that the trams are used locally and also for tourists. And I think that that's important because um, sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I look at hop-on, hop-off buses, I think it's a pity that they're used primarily by tourists when they might be useful for other people as well. Mm. But it depends on what you're thinking or how you plan the thing, right? Um, Which is a point being brought up by um, Anonymous who says, no trams, it will create more congestion during the construction phase. Um, the money can be used to improve the current service instead. How many more public services do we need when the issue is actually quality? Maybe discourage the use of private cars in the city instead if the government really wants people to use public transport. Uh, no, I, I agree. My love for whimsy aside, um, I don't mm. know if I can deal with a 10-year construction plan in the centre of KL before we get those trams. Um, yeah, and, and most of the systems that we do think about, they've actually been, a, uh, they've been long-standing systems that that the city grew around. Um, I don't know whether KL necessarily can accommodate that right now. We've also not seen the payoff from the pay points. I think a lot of us have been uh, around for the LRT, MRT highway expansions and not necessarily seen the the payoff in any way or form. So anyways, keep those thoughts coming. Are there industries that you'd like to see developed? Do you want trams in KL City Centre? Do you think that would help? Um, You can call 7733-2900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, bfm89.9, the business station.